All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Apple Store Soho. How are you guys feeling tonight, huh? Cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming this evening's guest moderator, Hoda Codby, and tonight's guest, Bethany Frankel. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Hoda, for coming. Hoda's, this is the dress that you wear in front of people sitting down. Look at this. Look at that. I mean, You're I look totally like cursing. I have a penis or a triplets. Hold on, let me just fix this. Fix it? It's not, good, skinny. It's not okay. Looks all good. Right. Okay. Um, well, thank you all for coming. This is uh, my first fiction book. I never realized you're not allowed to say fiction novel. That's like redundant. That and right? I've been saying that for six okay. months. So it's my first fiction effort and I really love it. It's kind of naughty and racy and definitely a really fun ride and it's a little puzzle that you'll kind of want to piece together when you read it, wondering what's what and what does everything mean and is it true and is it not and is it me and is it Hoda and you know, things like that. So I think you're going to enjoy it and um, this is the first time I've ever read an excerpt from one of my books so I'm reading it. I will be reading an excerpt from one of my books today. The only time I ever read is to Brynn at night and she falls asleep. So feel free to snuggle and fall asleep on your partner. Um, this is part one, chapter one of Skinny Dipping. Who do I have to sleep with to get a drink on this plane? I called out the request randomly, hopefully as passengers push down the aisle into coach, their suitcases bumping my arm. Some of them raise their eyebrows at me, but I'm used to that. I'm rarely what you would call appropriate. Although what these people around me didn't seem to realize was that tequila is always appropriate. I just smiled at them. Besides, I couldn't contain myself. Just minutes before, I had been sitting at the gate in Kennedy, devastated, trying with every inner resource I had not to break down into tears in front of everyone and dreading how I would tell my father I'd missed the flight. Getting onto the flight meant everything to me, everything. I'd skipped college graduation to catch this flight, but last night I stayed out until four o'clock in the morning, club hopping with friends I hoped I'd never see again, celebrating the end of my four-year imprisonment at NYU. I'd gone home with some handsome, dark-haired Wall Street trader who I then wrangled into driving me to my apartment, double parking out front while I ran upstairs to grab my bag and pull off last night's sequin halter top and miniskirt in favor of a black jersey dress that didn't wrinkle too badly, then driving me to the airport. Heading toward JFK, I lectured him about how fast to drive and which route to take. He dropped me off in front of the terminal, not sure what to do about my tears and hysteria about missing the plane. What was his name again? Anyway, I'd been too late, or so they'd call me, until the woman at the desk called my name. Faith Brightstone, please come to the ticket counter. I was sitting right in front of her, for God's sake. Did she have to, did she have to use that little microphone? Yes, what? I'm here, I said, jumping up and clutching my carry-on with suddenly renewed optimism. There's one seat left. Hurry, she pointed to the door. I sprinted down the jetway, nearly toppling off my sample sale Manolos, just like these, with the four-inch heels, the ones that had finally tipped my credit card over its $30,000 limit. I rushed breathlessly into the first-class cabin where a flight attendant with her hair severely restrained and a blonde bun looked me in the eye, and there was that moment when we both knew I really didn't belong in first class. I wondered self-consciously if I still smelled like champagne and sex. I pursed my lips to contain any telltale alcohol fumes and hoped the spray of Chanel No. 5 to the crotch, I know you've been there, had, ta had taken care of the rest. Been there and done that. 
She surveyed me with undisguised condescension, her gaze traveling over my unwashed hair, my slightly puffy face, and probably bloodshot eyes, and my rumpled dress, and fixing on my red leather carry-on, the one I'd purchased because I knew it would absolutely meet, meet any airline's carry-on standard, and because it was red and stood out from the others. You're going to have to check that deer, she said smugly. What? But it's small. We can squeeze it in. I know we can. Please. Frantically, I unzipped the front pocket and pulled out the tangle of bras and underwear I'd packed and stuffed them into my purse. There. Just let me try to make it fit. She sighed, barely able to keep from rolling her eyes. I, I suppose we could move this and this. She spit out the words as she rearranged two other bags in the compartment above that one. Sorry. She spit out the words as she rearranged two other bags in the compartment above that one beautiful empty seat that was about to be mine. She took the carry-on from my hands and jammed it unceremoniously between a silver hard-shell Toomey carry-on and a Louis Vuitton tote the color of brown butter. Then she actually wiped her hands on her skirt as if my bag was covered in cooties. I almost laughed with relief because of a slight sense of hysteria I'd been nurturing since I woke up in a panic and because she was just so mean that it was funny. She turned primly and walked away. Bitch. One day I vowed I would belong in first class and people would wonder who I was. She'd be kissing my fully paid for Manolos. That day has still not come. I still do not full pay full price for Manolos. No, eBay. Um, I threw myself into the seat and made, sorry, I threw myself into the seat and sighed with deep contentment. I made it and now at last I could relax. I looked at the man sitting next to me, schlubby, middle-aged with a thick rectangular mustache and almost Tom Selleck type. He wore an expensive suit and had a pile of scripts on his tray table. I noticed a very nice briefcase under the seat in front of him. I smiled to myself. I was intrigued. It wasn't the standard reading material I usually noticed on planes. I was really on my way to Los Angeles. So, in that spirit, where was my drink? Wasn't the whole point of first class the cocktail? The woman with the blonde bun walked by, brusquely checking that everyone was following the rules for takeoff. She stopped at our row and told almost Tom Selleck, Sir, please put your tray table up for takeoff. He moved the scripts to his lap as if he'd done this a thousand times before. Although I didn't like my odds, considering our previous encounter, I decided it couldn't hurt to ask again. So, when do we get those drinks? I asked her, trying... Oh, so, so when do we get those drinks? I asked her, trying out my best Hollywood smile. We'll be serving the drinks momentarily, miss, she said icily. Please try to be patient. I sat back, closed my eyes, and imagined a serious-faced man in some sort of flowing university regalia reading my name in a monotone, Faith Brightstone. He'd moved on to the next name on the list when I didn't appear. And why would I? I'd escaped that place like I'd just broken out of prison, and besides, I had no patience for sitting through the pointless ritual, even if my mother had begged me to attend. Darling, I just want to see it happen, she'd said over the phone, her words a slur with her third highball of the afternoon. Because who would believe it? Nobody thought I would actually graduate, much less on time. But I'd surprise them all. I'd always been good at getting by, I could memorize well enough to ace the tests, and I was an expert grade finagler. Plus, I had a knack for briefly dating the TAs until after the tests were graded. I hadn't exactly been a model student. Once I made it into NYU, I quickly became more interested in partying than studying. I smiled, imagining my college roommate Samantha seeing me right now. I know what she'd say. Faith. Only you would avert certain disaster and end up in first class. I would miss her and her fabulous shoe collection. But I couldn't get out of Manhattan soon enough. 
I was LA bound, baby. My star was rising. I could feel it. I had fame to chase, success to score, moguls to meet, whom I would allow to seduce me. And who knows what else? Movies to make, sitcoms, high profile commercials. I was going to take Hollywood by storm, damn it. I would show my mother what to believe. All I'd ever really wanted out of life was success in my chosen career and perfect, passionate, eternal love with a hot and preferably independently wealthy soulmate. As I waited patiently for the drink the airline owed me, I decided I wasn't asking too much out of life. I had been dealt a fairly shitty hand so far, all things considered. Now it was my turn to cash in. I'd certainly paid on the back end. The flight, the flight attendant reappeared at my elbow with two glasses of something bubbly. Obviously, she'd failed to find any loopholes that would allow her to deny me this simple pleasure. I sipped gratefully. In a sudden impulse of solidarity, I held up my glass to toast my seatmate. He gave me a wry smile and clinked my glass with his. Hair of the dog, I said. I could feel a killer headache coming on, and I hoped the cheap sparkling wine might head it off. Of course, there was a 50-50 chance it would just make it worse. I held out my hand. Faith Brightstone, what do you do? He smiled, a surprisingly attractive, genuine smile, and took my hand. He had a firm handshake, but so do I. And he said, I paused, confused, and I repeated, aren't you going to ask what I drive? Should I have? He laughed, no. No, you should not have. And I'm Larry Todd. I'm a producer. Really? Wow, that is such a coincidence, I said. Let me guess, you're an actress. Not yet, I admitted, suddenly embarrassed. I didn't want to sound like just another maw, the acronym I'd heard for model, actress, whatever. I didn't, want him to dis I didn't want him to discount me as somebody who wasn't anybody. I wanted to sound more intellectual, more significant than that. I'm fresh out of NYU and headed to LA, I said, trying to sound smart. I'm going to give it a try. Courageous, he said, but let me give you some advice, New York, and this is just because you're not from LA. What's that, I said, my interest peaked. I was ready to learn whatever Larry Todd producer had to teach me. Every gold digger in LA asks, what do you do? And the follow-up question, what do you drive? Avoid those two questions and you'll separate from the pack. I blushed. That wasn't what I was trying. He interrupted me with a laugh and raised his hand. It's fine, now you know. He paused then added, and as long as I'm dispensing advice, don't ever ask anybody's sign. That's just annoying. I hope you never become that comfortable, oh sorry. I hope you never become that comfortable in California. There's definitely something to be said for being from somewhere else. Thanks, I really appreciate the advice, and I'll take that. I learned fast, I said. I'll bet you do, he smiled. So an actress, do you have any experience? I couldn't help cringing at the way he said actress. It sounded wrong. I didn't feel like I could call myself that yet because I hadn't earned it, but I wanted so badly to claim the title. I was salivating for it. I did a little theater in college, but frankly, I couldn't wait to get out. College wasn't really my thing, I paused, wondering if I should continue. I'm too impatient. You want success and you want it now, he said. That's so true, I said. When I was just a high school freshman, I was cast as the understudy for Maria in our school production of West Side Story, and I turned it down because I wanted to be the lead, not the understudy. He smiled in a fatherly way. Sometimes you have to pay your dues first. As the plane backed out of the gate and headed toward the runway, I thought about my father. He was probably a little bit older than Larry Todd, but I hadn't seen him in 14 years, and I'd spoken to him only a handful of times. Ever since my mother left him, taking me to New York with her to marry one of my father's friends and rivals, I felt responsible, like I had left him too. I was only four years old. My mother used to tell me he blamed us both for leaving him. I believed her. I'd spent the last 18 years trying to make it up to him, but he was a hard-bitten, unforgiving man who hardly ever made himself available to me. 
When I called my father and told him I was moving to LA, I asked if I could stay with him for a little while just until I found a place. He'd reluctantly said yes. I expected a no, but I had the impression that someone in the background was telling him to let me visit, probably his latest girlfriend. As far as I knew, he'd had a long string of them, always girls from the racetrack, horse trainers or exercise riders, girls who would be impressed with his reputation as one of the best thoroughbred horse trainers in the business, girls not much older than me. But even if he hadn't exactly said he was going to throw me a welcome party, I still held out hope. Maybe he was ready to have a relationship with me. Maybe he wanted to be convinced. Maybe he just needed me to come to him. I glanced at Larry. He was handsome in his way, maybe a six. Out of habit, I immediately looked for a wedding ring. He wore a thick gold band. He was wealthy, powerful, influential, married. Money intrigued and excited me, and fame was a dream. So Larry Todd, what exactly do you produce? He had been flipping through another script, looking bored and distracted. He tossed it onto his tray table and turned to me. Have you ever seen Hollywood and Highland? My eyes widened. Shut up, you produce that? I watch that every week. He'd suddenly gone from a six to an eight. Hollywood and Highland was one of the hottest new primetime soap operas. Everybody I knew watched it. The show followed the personal lives of a group of beautiful people who worked in the sprawling Hollywood and Highland complex of theaters, clubs, restaurants, and the hotel on the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and Highland Avenue in Hollywood, California, right where I was headed. When something big was about to happen on the show, viewers would call in sick from work, skip studying for tests, even cancel dates. I'm glad you're a fan, he said. Very nice, by the way. Very I talk nice. quickly because I wanted to kind of get to it, but it's a cool book, you guys. I was able to read it, and it screamed Bethany when I first started reading it because I didn't know: Are you Faith? Is Jill Zarin Sherry? <laughs> there are a lot of very there are a lot of similar characters. They say, "Write what you know," and that's what you did, right? You wrote exactly what you know. I wrote what I know. I wrote what I know, and I also I didn't really understand fiction when I was told to write. Fiction. My, yeah. my publisher, I actually thought it was interesting that my publisher asked me, will you write fiction next? Because usually when something works, they don't want to switch it up. So sure. this was kind of definitely a risky chance for them. And I was nervous. I thought I'm writing about unicorns and fairy princesses. Yeah. I, just, I really didn't know that you right. could kind of write with a structure and just use your imagination and, and take creative license in different ways, but still have a story to tell, have an arc, and, and kind of like play around a little with the reader. I really never knew that that's how it works. And you talked about your dad in the, in the very beginning, and he is kind Faith's of a running... Dad. Yeah, Faith, I mean, Faith's dad. Of course, that's what I meant. Yes. Anyway, so yeah. Faith's dad. Um, it's just interesting. Did you... Uh, I mean, were you worried about what people would think or what other family members of yours would think? I was worried about what people would think. I was yeah. worried about what's... what. There are certain people, when you get through the book, there are certain people in this business that I'm still worried about what they think. Yeah. I mean, it only came out a week ago, and I was worried the first day. I did yeah. the Today Show, yeah. and I was you know, ready to not come out of the covers, but people hadn't really read it. So I went on your... On, on not your show, but I went on with Ann Curry, and I went yeah. on The View, and people were asking, but they were just like, oh, so how'd you get into fiction? No one has really kind of... Now blogs and, and on starting Twitter, it's starting to come out. And so now people are starting to wonder. Now it's getting a little fun and juicy and saucy. I do think it's interesting that, that you were nervous, that Bethany was nervous at all. Because when you guys, when you think about everything she's done and living your life out loud, the idea that tackling something like this, because look, it is in your voice. This sounds like you're talking. When you were reading it, when I was reading it to myself, it sounded just like you. Why, like, why the nerves? I don't get it. 
Um, I didn't, I don't, truthfully, I, I read, I started actually reading a lot more recently, but I'm not a big reader. I'm a big writer of, of nonfiction yeah. because it's so literal and it's so prescriptive and this is what, you know, this is what I think that you should do and this is how I got there. And I really wanted a palate cleanser after being yeah. on reality TV for so long and just, I wanted something refreshing and I was just nervous because it's something different and I didn't understand it. I didn't know, I haven't read many uh, fiction books and just the way that I, I tackled my other books, I didn't go out and start reading other I, others. I just said, this is the story I want to tell. But I had the best time. Once I started it, it was it was a hundred times easier than any of the other books I've ever written, and definitely the most favorite project I've ever, ever worked on. It just was so passionate wow. and exciting, and it just kind of, I wanted to know what was happening while I was writing it, mm -hmm. you know? So it was, yeah, it was yeah. Un unraveling in front of you. You would yeah. enjoy, would you be nervous to write a I'd be nervous, book? I think, to See? write one. I'm not sure, because I think everyone Same would make parallels, yeah. I Same reason as me, but you'll enjoy it. Here's what's interesting, okay. Now, most Hoda doesn't I don't, like talking about herself, no, which no. is why she's a talk show by host the way, talk about other people. But by the way... But we're going to have a talk show host battle right now, because I'm a host too, so I want right to hear what you have to right say. Right here. Okay. No, but here's the thing. I feel so lucky. Bethany came. I had a book signing um, a year and more than almost two years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Bethany came to my book signing... And when, when I was signing books, there were these two girls in their 20s in line. So they walked up, they didn't have a book, and they handed me a piece of paper. And I said, well, what's this? And it said, uh, 20 reasons, or 10 reasons you should date our dad. So I was like, what? So anyway, I took the thing from them, and I go, don't leave, don't leave. And Bethany came to my book signing. So Bethany's talking to them, and she goes, where's your dad? What did you say to them? I was online with them, and they're waiting to give it to you. Yeah. And, and I said, what is, that, what is that? And she said, it's the 10 reasons they should date my dad. And I go, he's kind of cute, where is he? And Jason's like, stay out of this do yeah. not get involved yeah. right. walk away and I said what do you mean he's very cute and these are very good reasons I would totally date him and I said call your dad get him down here so and she's yeah so she's off to the side saying get him down here get him down here because by the way that's so no pressure yes it's like oh. it's not if you were at a restaurant a blind date with this guy and some schnook comes in and he'd, <laughs> right. you know, he'd be horrified but well, he walked in your book sign he was cute well get this so I, I finished signing books I look up I see Bethany Jason, these two girls I don't know, and a guy who's standing dad. with them. We called him dad then. I'm said, like, dad's here. I go, dad's here, because it was the dad. Stop it. And since then, I've been dating their dad. But they, yeah. yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Thanks to Bethany. He's an awesome guy. So that's guy. what I was saying. So when she asked me to come to this book signing, I said, sure, you never know what'll happen. Exactly. You, you never, never, never know. Here's the thing about you, and this is what I'm curious. Forget the book for one second. Right, fine. Okay, everybody. My publishers are here. They don't care. It's fine. They just have no pressure. Everybody's motivated by something. Okay, you were on reality TV, and I get it. And then you, you know, you, you had your business, which is unbelievable. You're on the cover of Forbes. You wrote a couple of New York Times best sellers, you have a talk show, like what is it that motivates you? A lot of people get through one of these things and say, wow, that's a life well lived, game over. In addition to all that, by the way, you got married and had a baby. So I started out wanting to be successful. It started out, I wanted to do something. I wanted to set myself apart. And then during the process, truthfully on reality television, I ended up developing a relationship with women with my, and with my yeah. fans from being honest. And then I realized I have a connection with these people and then it evolved. And then and every time I come up with a new business, it's because I think it's a good idea, and ideas are like good jokes. You can't pass them up. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it is. It's a, not workaholic, but it is kind of addictive. I just love doing something and doing it well and taking it as far as it could go. I find that to be enthralling. Okay. So it's like, yeah, there's like an itch you can't scratch. There's the next thing and the next thing yeah, and the next I thing. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, yeah. And it could be too much. Sometimes I feel like it's too much, and I want to get off the ride. But I, you know, I just like embarking on new, new ventures, and, and it is... 
So it's a combination. Like, for example, the talk show would be because of the relationship with yep. women and the things I want to talk about, not, you know, on mm -hmm. TV and not in books, just mm -hmm. have a conversation. But as far as businesses and ideas, it's because I just, I like good ideas and I just think there are a lot of things that haven't been done. I Googled you just because I wanted to know what the latest uh, was. Have we met? What do you mean? I mean no, today. To today. Oh. No, on this particular day. Hi, I'm day. Bethany. Have nice we... to meet you. We had drinks last week for three hours. <laughs> okay, I wait don't a second. remember. No, I was there. I wanted to know what the latest, latest, latest oh. was. You got in the list. And you know what? You know what about 10 of these things said right away? Dangerously thin. Dangerously thin. Dan She's so dangerous. skinny. She's dying. Look I'm at her. Dying. I know. You're falling apart. The wheels are coming off. I know. Dangerous. What? And you respond to that how? Today, I, what yeah. did I, I said, um, why can't people just worry about people's accomplishments rather than the way that they look in their appearance? Yeah. You know, and when I get sucked into the electric pencil sharpener, call somebody, because there's a problem. You know what I mean? When I blow over in, in, in a rainstorm, then does you it, Does call. it tick you off when you read that stuff, or do you not care? Or? I don't really care. You don't? I'm not, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I only care if someone says, like, you're poisoning people, you know, with, with right. the product. Like, if someone yeah, says yeah, something yeah. That where it's me seemingly betraying fans, then that I take personally because uh -huh. I, I owe them an explanation. But I don't owe anybody an explanation why I'm going to get blown away in a rainstorm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do I? No, you don't. Does anyone care? I mean, really? Pick me up. Help me. No, how's, how's, how's that baby? How's Bryn? Bryn's the best. The Bryn is the best. She's a sweet. She's two, today's Bryn's two-year-old two birthday. Oh, my God. Her two-year-old birthday. Yes. She's so cute. We had a birthday party Saturday, and then we had a second birthday today. And it's, you make a big deal out of, yeah. you know, you're like, does she even know? No. But she, but she kind of, you kind of does. Like, by the end of the day, she was like, happy birthday. And you mm. make a big deal. I, you wonder if you'll, when, when I don't remember a kid's when their first memory is. Like, yeah. I wonder when she'll first start remembering. Right. It's like, right. do I, does, it all, does this really matter? Do I have to be this good of a mother now? <laughs> just, she doesn't, even, she doesn't even know what's going on. Wait till you're five or six. I yeah. know you, got, you guys have questions, I know, for Bethany. Um, and this is your opportunity. So raise your hand and let the mic come to you. Come on. Just raise your hand. We'll bring the mic. Raise, raise your hand. Oh, by the way, I'm a talk show and don't tell oh, me. Oh, talk say, show. I'm making this mic into a flask. No, you're not. Yes, I'm have alcohol in that there. That is so Yeah, if you good. copy it, I'll put you over the head. I won't do it. Television. We drink on our own I separately. I know. I know. In bottles. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need a flask. Boxes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. You have questions here far right. Hi, Bethany. Um, hi. Hi. Um, just curious. What did Jason think when you were starting to write this book and do the whole process? Um, when I first, he thought, well, actually, I think, I don't remember who was... Jackie, my assistant, I thought was really loved. She's here. She really loved the idea. She liked the idea of the palate cleanser and that it would be kind of, we knew that the talk show was most likely happening and that I'd been on, you know, reality TV and that it was a good kind of just exclamation point or, or refresher in between. And Jason didn't really understand. He still hasn't read it. He doesn't even really even know what it's kind of, he doesn't even know the whole story. He hasn't. It's been kind of busy. Um, and I hope he reads it. But... But in bed, when I was writing it, I would be so excited. He'd say, you are really loving this. You're really getting into it. Because I would be writing it and just like, oh, my God, you can't believe what happens next. And this is unbelievable. So he knows how passionate about it I am. I really am. I just love it. It, it really is. It's a real page turner. Did you, did you write it on the computer or do you write like The Blackberry. Oh, on the Blackberry? I know. No, I know. You wrote a book on a Blackberry? I know. And I'm sorry. We're in the house of the, of the, of the, of the enemy. Oh, Oh. You know, I'm the only one that has never... Sorry, we'll take that off the podcast, but I did. we got to be honest. We are honest here at Apple. we got to be honest in the Apple. Uh, I did. I did. I can't... I don't break up easily. I don't break up with, yeah. with a plant, you know, with a plant... Well, some appliances I definitely won't break up with. I mean, let's talk about that another day. But... Other questions? When, when, when the, when, right. When the, when, the, um, when the iPhone starts doubling as a vibrator, I'm definitely going to switch over. And you know they're going to do that. I um, just got one. I have a question in the second row. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. How Hi. are you? Congratulations, Bethany, on your new book. Thank I'm you. I'm looking forward to reading it. 
And Hoda, I watch you like every single day on Kathy Lee and Hoda, so this is amazing right now. Um, so my, my 21st birthday is on this Sunday, and I was wondering what should be my first drink? Oh. Water. Um, <laughs> Because water, but um, you know, no, your first, that's Question what I don't know. Question mark? First drink? First okay. drink? Um, well, really? well, if you are going to definitely have a drink, then I would do old school and have a skinny girl margarita, and I would have one and only one. And for the rest of your life, I would have no more than two, because you never want to be the sloppy girl that gets out of control. <laughs> you always want to have your faculties about you, and nobody likes a messy broad. So just, and drink water in between. But I would say don't drink. Yeah. Don't drink is, is more important. I mean, I tried, like, I honestly, I do have a cocktail once in, once in a while, but honestly, it'd be better to not drink at all. You know? I have to put up with people like Hoda. You Careful. don't. We do it for the effect of the show. Yes. Yeah. You guys have other I questions? I do it because it's my job. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> There's one right here. Far right. Hi, Bethany. I'm Laura. Uh, first of all, I hear you're out interns, so if you're hiring... Oh, yeah, uh, we go through interns work. like water. We go through interns like skinny girl margaritas over my place. <laughs> um, Jackie is the keeper of the resume, but we are moving to L.A. in two weeks for the talk show, so we're kind of in a transitional period of definitely not hiring right now because you'd be alone Wait, in my apartment. Wait, you're moving that you're going to take the whole the whole. I'm sorry, I'm there? Bethany Frankel. No, nice I didn't know you were going to L.A. and staying. Yeah, what are you doing? Two months. Oh, just for two months. Oh, okay. okay. May, May 20th. It's over. We're moving. Okay. Get All your right. cocktails in with me before we go. Okay. All I'm right. In. But when you were writing, did you ever kind of hit a frustration point where you thought it wasn't working or the whole process just kind of flowed for you? I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I wonder if a lot of you are right. I mean, a lot of people want to write a book, and, and, and we've both written books, and you can t talk about this too. Um, for me, writing this, writing every book is, is definitely difficult, and you have a moment where you need to restructure. You always have all the stories. It's about the structure. Like, where does this go and how does this go and how do you tie it all back together? Do you, would you agree with that? Yes. yes you yes. could tell, tw you have 20, go, 25 go, stories. Go, right. Going. Okay. Continue. Um, but uh, sometimes, in, in place of yes, when I wrote that book, it was literally like taking everything out of your garage, putting it in the middle of the street and being like, where the, like, what do I do? You know? <laughs> and, and you have to kind of back up and just start piece by piece and then eventually everything gets together. And you sometimes have to step away and come back into it this I found, the stories, it is really like, it's not a series of stories, but it really is one big story with a series of stories, and you just have to figure out how to organize and structure, and you come away from it, you come back into it, and it is a process. You can't get frustrated. Did you know where it was going? You said you were like, oh, so it was all being revealed to you all throughout. Yeah, even, even though I, I didn't, I don't, I don't outline. Did you outline? No, I didn't. I didn't outline and say this is what the whole thing yeah. is about, because we plan and God laughs. I kind of... Just, I started from the beginning, right. you know? I right. just started for that story. was really like, oh, you know, Faith is going to L.A. When are you going to write your, your memoir? When I'm like 98. 98. You know? No, like, like 60s. Yeah, older. You know, it's not, we're still in the thick of it. I already wrote mine. Okay. Yeah, you, you yeah. Would you, would you <laughs> kind of, I know. No, well, you but know, you could write a whole. That was, that was to that point. To and that you point. Had, it was a lot of humor, and it was about bad hair days and Kathy yeah. Lee. That's a, that's a part of your life. That's not your whole life story. True. Okay. That's not your whole career. No. You know? It was bits and pieces. Yes. Questions? Yes. Third row. Hello. Um, I was just wondering, when Bryn can read the book, are you nervous or are you excited about her reading it? Oh, that's a good question because there, is some, there are some salacious parts. Um, am I nervous about that? No. I mean, I think I'll be 
you know, I mean, she's not going to read it on her third birthday. <laughs> Although she is that smart, she's working at the UN and teaching Latin now in the summertime. But she'll read it her first, fourth birthday. Um, no, I think you have to be honest about who you are and, you know, to an, to an extent what you've gone through and, you know, talk about the positives and talk about the things that she should do and the things that, you know, not the, not the things that Faith has done. Because mm -hmm. some of the things that Faith has done were very naughty. Yes, they were. Yes. Fourth row center. Hi, my name is Amy. Hi, Amy. I think you're amazing. Thank um, you. My question is, if you can tell us, is there anything you tell us about your talk show? Like, what are some of the things you wanted to talk to women about? Um, it's yeah, we just literally shot the promo today, so it's 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 it's, it's like not only fresh in my mind because it's always in my mind, but it just was so fun. Um, I want it to be what you talk to your girlfriends about when you go out for cocktails. I want it to, I'm going to tell all of Hoda's secrets. The things that we go out and talk about during cocktails, I'm just going to tell you guys. No, but the things that you talk to your girlfriends about, that, you know, it could be anything from marriage to sex to um, raising a child to, to, to feeling guilty about working and, and feeling guilty about everything being a mother to, you know, Ways, razor, lax, razor, wax, or laser, mm -hmm. you know, like shopping, you know, buying things on sale, just like the things that you talk about, but really, we're really going there. I mean, it's going to be on Fox, and I, they have told me where the line is, and I am going to stamp on it and cross <laughs> over it and pray that there's a curse jar and a bar of soap and pray that we make it through three days on the, on the air. Now, what about celebs and stuff? Will you have celebs on the show? Oh, we will have celebs on the show, but... The, the magnitude of the celeb is not yeah. really that much, you know. I mean, I hope you'll come on the show. I want it to be, truthfully, Hoda be an example of someone I want to be on the show. I want it to be people that I have a relationship with, that I have a connection to, right. where there's a story. You know, there's something interesting you can find out about them that you might not already know. I don't, like, it's not important to me that, you know, I mean, I would love if Madonna decided to just come on, stop on by, but it's not, it's not like the, the, the giant celeb is not the goal. It's people that I, people were on the pilot like Jennifer Love Hewitt and Kevin Nealon, and, and they didn't, you know, that was before it was even a real show. So I yeah. want to kind of have them yeah, on because that's just saying you were loyal enough to come on then, so I want you to come on now, that okay. kind of thing. And what time is it going to be on? Do you know yet? I, it's, on, it's on at 10 and 11 in different, 10, 11, 10? and 1 in different markets. That's when we're Only on. Only one market, don't worry. Don't even worry. Are we going to have to be, are we going to have to fight it out? Usually I'm following Wendy, though. Are you on when Wendy's on? Yes. So I'm usually following and we, Wendy. And we kick Wendy's, you know what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, only in one market is yeah, it. She, only at the Apple Store am I on at yeah. 10 o'clock against <laughs> you. No, but it is. It's in one market, and the rest it's at 11, and then there's one at one. Okay. But I'll tell them to cancel the 10 o'clock spot. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank won't you. even do that. And maybe, yeah. yeah. Yes. Third row. Hi, Bethany and Hoda. My name's Susie. Um, so I guess it's a question for both of you. Um, I'm a year out of college and I'm sort of already stuck in a boring finance job. And I was wondering if you can give me any advice. I mean, right now, you know, I'm the third one in my family. We all did finance. I sort of just followed that path. So I guess I'm just looking for some advice and to maybe break the mold a little bit. What do you want to do? Do you know? I really don't know. I mean, definitely business. But Something in business? Yeah. That's your department. I mean, I liked what you, I liked. I was I was actually watching you on Nate or one of those shows, and someone stood up and she said, "Look, I'm so sick of my job, and I want to do something else." And you said, "Take 10% of your day, 10% of your time, 10% of your money, and put it toward your dream. You need to make money because you got to pay your rent and all right. that stuff. Uh, you know." And how, how, how old are you? I'm sorry. 23. It's 23. That's also the age when, you know, you don't have to know. I mean, yeah. you can have a good idea. You definitely, that's, that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's, it's, I feel so old when I say this, but youth is wasted on the young. I was so worried when I was 23 and 24 and 25. And I mean, I didn't realize what I was going to do until I was 
35. So, I mean, I would, I would say, I, what I wrote in place of yes is, is be on the road, always be moving forward. You could hit a roadblock, you might make a left turn, you might run out of gas, but be on the road, moving forward. Treat every job, everything is your business. So it could be, you could be delivering newspapers or being a, a waitress and you have to do it to the best of your ability because you never know what that's going to turn into. I mean, it, literally the girl Faith is sitting on an airplane and it ends up turning into a career because she just happened to be engaging and nice to the next person and didn't stick her, you know, her iPhone, iPad, iPhone. I literally have the first iPhone ever made. So the, 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 <laughs> I, the music device in her ears. Walkman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I really am. I'm like, an, I'm like yeah. a 75-year-old man. But I think, man. too, when you find it's weird, because it, sometimes it takes a long time to find out what you should, you, want, your, you should be doing. And I used to always feel like I was clawing and striving and working. And it was killing me. And one day, you'll do something that feels just right. And, and suddenly, you're like riding the wave. You're not That's fighting so it anymore. True. And you can't even believe it. You go, this is what it's supposed to be like. It, you're not supposed to realize it's already 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, the day flies yeah, that quick. Yeah, there should be no Mondays. Jason yeah. always says about my life, yeah. he feels he wishes that there were no Mondays for him. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you'll, 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 you'll know when, you, when okay. you hit it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, back right corner, oh. right back here. Hi, Bethany. Hi. I'm looking forward to reading your book. Thank you. Um, a lot of times when I read fiction, I wonder if the author put a lot of thought into the names of the characters, if they represent anything, if the name Faith means anything to you. Did you name any of the characters after anyone in your life, or do they all mean anything to you? Um, I did name some of the characters. Well, no, the, the, the characters aren't named after the people in my life, but the characters definitely have some symbolism in their names. Like faith is definitely about having faith and, and what she has to go to go through to get to where she wants to get to and if it's worth it and you know, people lose faith and, and things like that. There's a, another character, another main character in there where part of their name is very indicative of the type of person that they are. And there there's definitely a lot of thought into some of the names. Some of them are just there isn't but there 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 is there's a lot in there. Mm -hmm. Every, everything I do has something attached to it, I would say. They, they give a lot of thoughts to, into everything. Yeah. Is there one here? Did you have one? Yeah. She had one, yeah. So I'm wondering, since you now are an author of fiction, have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? I might be the only person who hasn't it. read it. No. I ha did you? Did I read you, it, do yeah. you, are you I had to for work. I mean, that's really... <laughs> but uh, do you really dig it? Be honest. You can't say because you have other author and you can't even tell. Did, did you really dig it? Be honest. Yeah. You really did. Yeah, I dug it. I mean, here's the thing. You understand why women are reading. Have you guys all read it? Have you read it? Is it that, let's be, is it Rachel? that good? No, the writing's terrible. Some people the say no. See, no good. I, I thought he'd pray. No, it isn't. You know, the writing's not great. Okay, and she, so I won't admit, like it. No, but she admits it. It's not about that. Like, she actually goes on. She goes, I can't believe anyone's reading this. The author's saying that. She's really funny. But she just took her own fantasy. It's the whole, you know, it's the, every... Most women want a dominant guy, a guy who's driving, a guy in charge, and that's, it's that yes, to extremes. That's true. Yeah, I'm telling. Oh. Just read it. Oh, just all right. It. I'm gonna read, read it. it. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna read it. I'm it's gonna read it. it. I'm gotta. All right. I'm gonna read it. Yes. We have time for two more questions. Okay. If the book is successful, do you think there might be a sequel? Um, when the book is successful, <laughs> because I don't do anything that's not successful. When the book is successful. There will probably be a sequel because I can kind of, when you finish the book, you'll see at the end, like you're going to just want to know what the next moment is. And I have that moment in my head already. So, so I'm sorry. I meant when, not 
Uh-huh. No, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm only kidding. It's just a place of yes. You got. What am I going to say? Well, I hope so. Um, no, I do. I really do hope it does well. Uh, well enough for there to be a sequel and for that for my publishers to want to do this again because we were in business together and 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 it's a you know it's a partnership and a decision together. But yeah, it's like I just am itching to 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 finish the story to get to the next place. I can't wait for you to read it because then you'll understand at the end why I want to get to the next place. Back row to your left. Hi, Bethany. Hi, Hoda. Hi. I'm Emily. Um, I'm wondering if there's anyone in particular that you are excited for to read the book. Hmm. I, um, <laughs> uh, that's the best question of the day, my uh, darling. Save the best for last. Yes. Um, I am excited <laughs> for... A lot of people on Bravo to read the book. I, I'm excited for everybody. I'm excited for everybody in my television career. My, the, my whole past television career, which has gone for eight seasons, from the Martha Stewart Apprentice to The Real Housewives to Bethany Ever After to Skating with the Losers. And I want everybody to read it. That would be the, the best answer. All right, you guys, a big round of applause for thank Bethany. You. Thank you, Hoda, thank you. Thank you for coming. You've got your mom and sister in your apartment right now? All right, go. Tell everybody I said hello. I will. Thank you, I love you, thank you so much. My pleasure. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Isn't Hoda, the, does everyone love her as much as I do? Thank you again to Bethany Frankel. Guys, of course, the book is available on iBooks. You can buy it right now. So if you haven't, go ahead and buy it, read it. Uh, and remind you guys, of course, you can check apple.com forward slash Soho to find out who's going to be here next and download the free app.